0: Casual Hour, a podcast ostensibly about video games, but mostly about scanning shit. I'm your host, Chase Kenneke. Scanning, scanning, scanning. Scandalous? Uh, is
1: this the most scandalous?
2: Is my head? It's, to yes, it's
0: the most scandalous episode of the Casual Hour yet.
2: Is this like Recess scandalous, like the Ashleys? Shut up, Johnny.
0: Uh, I'm your host, <laughs> uh, Chase Kenneke. <laughs> Along with me, you've already heard the scandalous words of Johnny Amasich. Hi. And then, of course, there is the normal host of these things, Bobby Pease. Hi. Uh, so the reason I'm talking here is because it's one of our deep dive episodes, and that Heck means yes. one of us takes the reins and talks about a topic uh, at length, does a little research. Um, Johnny or writes too much a research. yeah. Johnny writes a dissertation. Uh, Bobby brings a ghost story. Boo. Chase brings a show and tell and uh which works perfect on an audio podcast but uh guess what i brought another thing I technically i brought a number of things <laughs> things things we don't have, have to like pass it around and share with johnny oh uh, well unfortunately johnny will probably have to <laughs> do you, do you want us to, to close your eyes well. and then
2: place it in your hand and have us
0: guess what it is first i want you to talk about final fantasy 7 remake a little bit because you didn't okay. get to on last week yeah show, I,
2: I listened to the episode that YouTube you two played it
1: I, I did. What's it like to be the game?
2: <laughs> you know, it's a feeling I'd like to familiarize myself with more. Um, How did you come off of the mountaintop?
0: <laughs> Johnny, what did you think about the demo?
2: I really liked it. Um,
0: All right, Thanks. Yep, <laughs>
2: <laughs> we covered this without you. Yeah, I know. I, I listened to that episode of the podcast.
0: It was but amazing. As, as maybe the guy who's most excited for this, I think did you put it on your top five most anticipated for twenty twenty? After playing it, yeah. Okay, okay, but yeah. we we actually had a formal process of no, this. it wasn't. Yeah. It, wasn't on, it wasn't on mine. So Johnny did. It, I would think it was maybe your top, and then I think I had it on mine, but it certainly wasn't. Yeah, the top one between me. this and Cyberpunk, yeah. Um, and I. Just a real basic bitch list of, yep. uh, of most anticipated games. And the Last of Us
2: is on there too. Uh, anyway, you know, I have been looking forward to this for what, five years? Sure. Is that whenever they first announced it?
3: Yeah, but the 2015.
0: Was that the same time as Shenmue Three? I don't give a shit about Shenmue. Well, so. no, but like it was. Wasn't that the crazy thing? Is like it was oh around God, the same time. Hey, people doing. are playing Shenmue. Uh, good for them, I guess. Uh, or was that around the I same time question. as Shadow? Was that Shadow? The Shadow remake too?
1: Maybe. Didn't
0: those all happen in like the same E3 I, and I thought their Shadow Fucking was, minds.
1: I thought Shadow was different. Maybe.
0: Maybe.
2: Could be. Sorry. um Continue. So, Final Fantasy VII, one of my favorite games ever. Mm -hmm. Maybe my number one, depending on the day you ask me, which I know you said that last week. Um, And so I have been dying for a remake of this game, or at least an HD upscaling, because it looks pretty rough if you try and go back and play it now. Yes, it does. uh, Despite how groundbreaking and however I felt about it when I played it as a young lad. Um, And I am pleased to say that so far this very small vertical slice that we played meets nay exceeds my expectations it's fun uh, yeah I, it's, I've it's been cool. I, I've just given video games in generals rec- like record for games that tend to enter what we call you know development hell uh, where it seems like is this thing ever gonna come out we haven't seen anything new for years um, for it to come out feel as polished as it does mm-hmm um, for them to take what a lot of people were maybe upset about, not having that traditional active time battle system,
0: and I wasn't upset about that.
2: Neither was I, if I'm being
0: completely honest. <laughs> I, think, um, I think the combat
1: was great in this. Yeah, yeah, and it, it was. It, it feels like it was it, challenging.
0: It was challenging, but it also feels like a good mix um, or a good evolution of that kind of Kingdom Hearts. That like kind of Kingdom Final Hearts, Fantasy 15,
2: uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, right, sure. Like I felt like some Kingdom Hearts, some Final Fantasy 15, some Knights of the Old Republic. It just it seems like it's blending mm-hmm. these things into a, a pretty solid combat system yeah. that I'm that I'm a fan of.
2: And to take these characters that I love so dearly and to have them be fully realized, well, two of them, yeah. so far. <laughs> but even even you know Bigs, Wedge, and Jesse. like Ooh. The three other members of Avalanche that are with you mm. um, that you don't get to know all that well.
1: Wasn't Biggs voice by Star Wars character? Badger. <laughs> it is Badger, right? Yep. The
2: I don't remember the re- the actor's real name, but Badger from Breaking Badger yeah. sure. is one of your cohorts there.
1: Yeah, man. I knew um, it. I knew that mm-hmm. voice. Skinny Pete's in there somewhere, I'm sure. Mm. Um, He's Jesse.
2: <laughs>
0: that would that's fucked up. <laughs>
2: uh anyway uh, keep it brief i i played it i liked it a whole lot i'm very very excited for the yeah. full game to come out next month um and i am not terribly upset that the game is only going to feature the midgar portion because if they can flesh out those other characters that you don't get to know get to learn too much about in the original game and and you get to explore Midgar a little bit. I think that Midgar is one of the more f- interesting
0: settings in any Final Fantasy. You're right, but we also didn't see. And again, this was a very vertical slice, a very short piece of a demo. Mm-hmm. Um, but we didn't get to see any of that exploration. Right. So yes. I, I wonder, is this going to be a really on rails experience where they're just kind of taking you through a, a roller coaster of Final Fantasy VII, which might still be fun. I'm, I'm yeah. fine with that, but. Maybe this midgar portion is really just a pretty guided tour before you get out to an overworld part that might come in in a later part. I who knows? So
2: eager to find out. Um, And really, you know, I I could not be more excited for this game. The the music, the way it looks, the way it feels, it all feels like the long wait may well be worth
1: it. I, I said it last week. For a guy who was kind of overhearing about this game and didn't care about it,
2: which but, I totally get, like yeah. you know, it, if it's not something that you had a great fondness for, you're probably sick of all these fucking whiny Final Fantasy fans wanting them to remake such an old game. But if, it was it was really good. I, I think it will find a new audience that enjoys it as yeah. much as someone like me who yeah. adores the original game.
1: No, so. it was really good.
2: Was really I think good. it's
0: hilarious that they haven't remade. Five or six, five being my favorite, six being like a big fan favorite. Yeah. And they're, I, mean, I get it. They're skipping straight to the one that people really, really like. But
2: I, I, if this does well, who knows
0: what they'll do? Totally, totally. I, I and imagine they go from two D
1: to, like, you know, that's that's a whole different. In Capcom, movie. they've done a really nice job with their remakes, also. Yeah. The Resident Evil two and now mm, Resident Evil yeah. three. Yeah. Both are. Which I now own by proxy,
2: so I might check that game out
1: which one resident evil 2 how'd you get that i
2: do game share with my little sister and she wanted to buy it oh gosh so right. cool i gotta gotta man up here and, and <laughs> do ya? <you>? No.
0: <laughs> well speaking of things that we've waited for for a while things that have also been delayed like Final fantasy um doom Anim- eternal uh, coming out uh, okay uh animal crossing oh. new horizons is coming out extremely soon And I have been in an Animal Crossing mood right now just thinking a lot about how much I enjoyed playing those games over the years and knowing that it was my turn for a deep dive, knowing that I wanted to do some more obscure Nintendo hardware. I decided to choose something that combined all of those things together, and let me reach into my bag here for the audience. Roll, Chase is
2: reaching into in his backpack,
0: please. Coming out of the backpack, here Bobby and
2: I are I Shaking with anticipation,
0: a Nintendo e-reader. Oh my god, what <laughs> is that? Uh, this right here is a Nintendo e-reader. It is a uh, a scanner device.
2: Does this take uh, American Express? It does not.
0: It does not. Too okay. too thick. Too thick to go in this card. Is this scanner. paper? Card, cardboard cards. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Anyway, we'll get into it. Um, I also brought a GBA, um, and then maybe other the other toys that on? I'll other toys that I'll get into here in a minute.
1: Nintendo had the weirdest shit, man.
0: It did. So this is another case of Nintendo kind of being ahead of its time. So last time we were here, I covered the, Nint- the Nintendo 64 transfer pack. Um, so I was kind of getting an itch to do more of these kind of peripheral oddities. And, uh, and so we're talking about the Nintendo e-reader. Um, specifically, this, this works with the Game Boy Advance, but it also could connect to your GameCube um, okay. in a way to be able to get some content out of, out of your games and also play some games on its own. So let's explore a little bit more about what this thing is and what it does so the nintendo e-reader was a short-lived add-on short-lived because of course it's a nintendo add-on <laughs> yeah i mean uh, it's one of the really quick. Colors.
1: just for those of you who are, are listening yeah explain it to the folks uh it is about the size of uh my hand my it looks like a rumble pack a it bit. looks like a rumble pack but like more of a t-shape uh i see some sort of data port that looks a lot like a even larger version of a micro USB? USB it's
2: the it's link. GBA link
0: yeah
1: okay GBA it's link cable's on the back of so it so you guys
0: have never seen this before I've no. seen it. okay and then on Johnny's top
1: of it one. in the back there looks to be like a credit card reader sure like a, like a mm-hmm. square is this how you took money back was this the original square
0: reader no it was not okay. no. said <laughs> Bitcoin Um, so Johnny's seen one of these before Bobby hasn't I'm assuming neither of you owned one no <laughs> um so this is
2: something i like i saw at, like
0: a slackers
2: or something sure sure like in their weird accessories area yeah.
0: uh so i bought one i think i bought one specifically for animal crossing um uh, because there are s- some functionality there that we'll get into here uh but yeah i mean it it just went in your in your gba it, it could uh like if your your proper gba here you'd just be able to plug it right in the link cable port gets taken up uh, actually, originally in Japan, there was an e-reader. Their their e-reader didn't have that link cable connection, huh. and then they had an e-reader plus, and we just got the plus. So kind yeah. of like kind of like a Pokemon Stadium that I talked yeah. about um, last time I was here. We just kind of get the good one, yeah. And uh, and then that's the kind of international version. Uh, so this is an an original Game Boy Advance. If perchance you had. A Game Boy Advance SP, as I also do here. Uh, the link cable port is on the opposite side hmm. of the game cartridge port, which means when you what try do you to... do, Chase? Well, when you put it in, it fits, but it doesn't it doesn't do anything with that link cable port anymore, and. You can no longer fully close your Game Boy Advance SP, which Nintendo didn't give a shit. This thing, the e-reader, was dead long before the, the SP came out, or long before Nintendo started, started carrying it. I,
1: I noticed that your GBA is not Spice Orange.
0: Uh, it's not. Well, I didn't bring my Spice Orange GBA. Oh. Um, because apparently it doesn't work. <laughs> Damn. It. Um, also, this one doesn't quite work. Well, it works. For some reason, it was having trouble actually getting the e-reader to read. But it works just fine on the Game Boy Advance SP here, so we'll, we'll do that. Um, if you have a Game Boy Micro, it also works. <laughs> it's just weird, and again, the port stuff doesn't quite work. Um, it also technically will work with a DS fat, but you have to hollow out part of your DS fat because the, the link cable port will block it. From actually getting in there flush, is it? It will work it important with the DS Lite, but it's super weird. What?
1: Is it important enough? No,
0: to- God no, Bobby, <laughs> don't stop it. <laughs> um, so yeah, kind of, kind of crazy uh, how some of this stuff is kind of compatible and also kind of not. Um, it actually, last thing, it does work with your GameCube Game Boy Advance Player. So if you have that attached oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it fits just fine in there. And I think it actually fits into the this link cable. Is, this port is too.
2: an extremely versatile yeah.
0: accessory. Oh, absolutely. It's incredible. Uh, so let's talk a little bit more about it here. So plug into your GBA's cartridge slot, and then you could use in the built-in LED scanner to read cards that you would swipe through the, through the device, which could unlock games or extra content or, on one occasion, a patch for a GBA game. I'll tell you more about that later. <laughs> um, but the e-reader was released in North America on September 17, 2002, which was a year and a half after the debut of the Game Boy Advance. Now, by early 2004, uh, the e-reader was pretty much dead at that point. It was a pretty short, short a shelf. two-year life? Mm, like a year and a half. <laughs> um, but it actually has a surprising amount of uses, and let's talk a little bit about them. So the e-reader would come bundled with a pack of, with like a, a big sample pack, which is kind of cool. So it would give you um, one full NES game, and that would either be Donkey Kong Jr. or Pinball.
1: That you just swipe and play?
0: Yes. It would be five cards. I'll tell you. I'll tell you more about that in a second. Um, it would come with a Game and Watch game called Manhole. Uh, It came with three Pokemon trading cards, Machop, Machoke, and Machamp, and it came with an Animal Crossing E card as well. So for the NES games, they came in packs of five, five cards each, and each of these cards would have uh, two little data strips on the long ends of the card. And so when you swiped them in, it would swipe in the data portion for each of those cards. So you'd actually have to do 10 swipes total to swipe in this part of the data, and then hit the A button on your, on your Game Boy and then swipe in the next thing and you have to, it's very particular so you have to swipe it just the right way uh, or if you, if you don't it just yells error at you how,
2: Okay, how often did you use this when,
0: when uh, you were a kid? Not super often because there were other ways to do some of these things but enough to be able to tell you that I've done these things like I'm, I'm sure. familiar with the process before even going back and doing the research to see what it took to do this again. Um, so when you swiped all 10 codes into the e-reader, it would save that NES game to the device. You wouldn't have to swipe it in every single time. So you could have that NES game just on your okay. e-reader.
2: But then if you if you turn your GB off, turn it mm-hmm. back on, would you then have to go through
0: that nope. process again? it still
3: works. Okay, I
1: actually found the uh, packaging. The e reader bundle, yeah. Um, the system, the reader, Donkey Kong Jr., and then the five card sample pack.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, that's what it is. Um, <laughs> so now if you wanted to play a different game, if you wanted to play pinball instead of sure. Donkey Kong Jr., um, then you'd lose Donkey Kong Jr. Okay, and that's, that
2: was that was my so you only, question to, is, you only get to
0: keep one game, th- but you could keep that one game indefinitely if you wanted okay. to, so I had enough or if you're like me. It's probably accumulated enough dust in the 15 or so years that it's been around that it just says, oh, data's corrupted. You need to reformat this thing, uh, which I did, and it was fine. It's whatever. So I just didn't have any game on it when I, when I opened my, my e-reader back up again. Um, so this was kind of cool to have NES games because this was before. This was GameCube era, so it was before the right. virtual console. And, and that means, like, these were kind of the first ways of going back and playing these original Nintendo games. There were things like Super Mario Brothers All-Stars. Right. But those were even kind of updated versions of these NES games. These were, for all intents and purposes, the games. They did... They weren't perfect. They did have their multiplayer modes stripped out because these were single-player-only things. Um, they couldn't keep high scores on them. So if you played, like, a game of Balloon Fight... You weren't keeping a score on no,
2: it. If you broke the world record, you'd have no way to.
0: Exactly. I, I don't it. even think Balloon Fight had the balloon trip mode on it. I think it was Weird. just like these were pretty, pretty small things. <laughs> again, they're dots on cards. <laughs> it's yeah, it's incredible. True. I don't remember the exact uh, kilobyte number of data. I don't even know if it's kilobytes. It might even be smaller than that. Uh, it wasn't big. You couldn't fit a bunch of stuff on these things. it t- again, it took five cards to put an NES game on your system, on your e-reader, and now people just have like, hey, here's the entire NES collection in like a megabyte that you can just download. Um, so again, like not, not big. Um, there were 13 of these NES games that you could purchase for the, the console So in, in total. So let me go through them here. It was Balloon Fight, Baseball, Clue Clu Land, Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Jr., Donkey Kong Three, which is a dreadful game, um, Excite Bike, Golf, Ice Climber, Mario Brothers, Pinball, Tennis, and Urban Champion. So you're buying, you know, the, all your favorites. Yeah. You're buying the cards. Yeah.
1: That are these games.
0: Yeah, they would sell them in like booster packs, but it wouldn't be it wouldn't be like Pokemon card booster packs where you don't know what you're getting. It would say, "Here's Tennis. It's a pack of five cards that have Tennis."
2: And then, okay, they sold the NES Classic cartridges
0: later. It was very crossover. <laughs> well, I mean, there was crossover in that... Mario Brothers. In that those same games would come over. A lot of them came over in that same fashion, but this was kind of Nintendo's first way of dipping a toe in to even see that people really were interested in buying their old shit. So in. did you have to swipe the cards <laughs> and leave it in to play? You didn't have to leave the cards in, so you'd swipe all 10 cards and then that game would be saved to your e-reader. And then you could play. It. So you just unplug your ear you plug it if you want to play that game. Totally. Huh? Unless you had a second game, a uh, second package of five cards, and then wanted to play. There's even in a little bit
1: of an amiibo vibe here.
0: Yes, absolutely. We'll we'll talk a little bit about how this kind of lines up with some amiibo. Uh, but there's there's more stuff that this could do than just play NES games, guys. Let's talk about the rest of the stuff this thing can do. Um, so those e-reader versions didn't get much traction, but like Johnny said, there was the. Classic NES series that would put a single NES game on a GBA cart and be sold for like 20 bucks, which was a discount at the time, but also it was $20 for an NES game. And like Metroid 2 Samus, or sorry, Original Metroid uh, is a fine game. It is not worth $20 anywhere. Uh, Ice Climber, bad game. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Definitely not worth $20. Um, so these were these cards were cheaper than twenty dollars for sure. So if you want to play Ice Climber, buy Animal Crossing because you can play Ice Climber there too. <laughs> Fair. Um, for the GameCube. But uh, well, we'll get into that. Um, so despite being a lot of money for for these NES games, they actually really sold well. The GBA was incredible in how well it sold everything. Like, do you remember how many of those? Garbage video vials, things that are in there, like episodes of SpongeBob Uh, or Dragon Ball.
2: Fun aside, uh, I acquired a collection of GBA ROMs. I won't say how. Mm -hmm. Oh, I know how. They happen to include uh, several SpongeBob cartoons. Sure. And I watched SpongeBob on my GBA, and it's bad.
0: What if you watched SpongeBob on your GBA? Player on your GameCube, so you could watch episodes of Spongebob on your TV at woefully terrible quality. It sounds great. Sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're done watching your episodes of Fairly Odd Parents, um, you could play these classic NES games, and they sold well, and I think that's a huge reason why the Wii saw the virtual console come with it in the next generation. Um, now, being A much smaller game compared to NES games. The Game and Watch game was a single card. Just to play Manhole, it was two swipes, no problem. Playing Manhole, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Manhole. People are kind of like walking over. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's two levels. I don't know if I know that one. There's like four. There's four holes, and you play as Mr. Game and Watch, and you've got a manhole, and you have to hold it under the right one as people cross under. I like those Tiger Electronics kind of mm-hmm. LEDs. It's one games. of his moves in Smash Brothers. Yeah, uh, so you could play manual. Again, you couldn't save your scores, which is kind of the whole point of these Game and Watch games, at least the old ones, for sure. Yeah. So kind of a bummer. Uh, there was talk of Nintendo doing a full collection of Game and Watch games, and uh, and then they just decided no, because the e-reader wasn't selling all that well, not doing that great. Uh, so they canceled that. Um, also, if you wanted to play Game & Watch games, they made tons of collections for the Game Boy, the Game Boy Advance, for tons of things. It was you, readily available yes, through you did, more
2: convenient means. Yes,
0: you did not need these garbage cards to be able to make those work, but you got Manhole with the sample, uh, and kind of cool to, to play around with that. I don't have those cards with me. They are probably in a box with a bunch of Pokemon cards somewhere, or maybe even Digimon cards. Who knows? What about a Yu-Gi-Oh card? Are they worth I never anything? own a Yu-Gi-Oh card. Don't you dare slander me like that. <laughs>
1: Are they worth anything today?
0: Nah, I looked online to see, like, if I could rush order one just so we could play some of those things here, uh, and it's like 10, 10 bucks if you want to buy, like, tennis or something like that. Um, not not worth it to really try to get that stuff. No. Uh, I bet manhole's even cheaper, but it's, it's fine. Um... Let's move on here. But maybe the best content here, there were actually some some downloadable content that kind of came through the e-readers. So, if you had a copy of one of the best-named video games of all time, Super Mario Advance 4, hmm. Super Mario Bros. 3... Okay. Thank you, Nintendo. And
2: you, Super Mario Brothers. Dumb motherfuckers. They did really well. Yes,
0: and, and they all did very they well, for sure. They continue to be great at naming things. And I would say this: that that is one of the better Super Mario Advance games, because Super Mario Brothers 3 is the best Mario. I think we can all agree on that, and I hear no... Mario problems. Brothers 3? Yep, no, cool. Yep, Mario Brothers 3. That's the best one. Um, Super Mario World. Nope. shut up. <laughs> uh, so, if you had that... Then these cards, there were some downloadable content extras that you could get (laughs) that you could either swipe to get extra power ups, like another leaf or a frog suit or something like that, that would just go right into your inventory. There were ones that would give you game switches, like almost like dip switches for for arcade games that would change up the gameplay in different ways. Like I saw something. It's
2: so weird. It's so
0: weird. I saw something where it's like you hit a one up uh, block. And it spawns, like, five one-up mushrooms instead of one. So Damn. there's fun, fun power-up things like that that just do different things. And then the coolest stuff, there were also level cards. And there were 38 specially made levels that you could only play if you had these cards. I take that back. Are those the true lost levels? Kind of. I take that back because... Uh, Japan got thirty-eight levels. They always
1: do. We only
0: got like ten or twelve.
1: That's bullshit. And, it is bullshit.
2: And
0: also, you couldn't—you could only save so many they levels. They took our games. <laughs> yeah, the games that they made—they continued to take them. Well, um,
2: people in the West—they just don't like. Them. I thought this was America.
0: <laughs> I mean, it is. It's not Japan. That's the problem. Um, so. Oh, Another issue is that you couldn't save all 38 levels to one single cartridge. It only had so many slots available for that. So you'd still have to fumble through cards if you wanted to play all of those levels. Though, interestingly enough, for the Wii U Virtual Console, that had GBA games as part of it. The the Wii Virtual Console only had home console versions of games, but the Wii hmm. U had some handheld, including Game Boy Advance. Like that's the only way you can play Golden Sun on Virtual Console. Wait, do you,
1: you got the e-reader on your Wii U?
0: No, oh. no. But the Wii U Virtual Console version of Super Mario Advance Four, Super Mario Brothers Three, plus Super Mario Brothers, <laughs> plus Super Mario, or plus Mario Brothers. Sorry. Yeah. A um, little bit of a mouthful. Uh, that came standard, came packaged with all 38 levels on it, something that you couldn't actually get out of the real ROM of that game. When are game. those
2: coming to Switch?
0: Kind of they already are, because people have remade these levels in Mario Maker. Not the same. Not the same, Not but the you same. can. But you can. They're there for you. Look, so you're, you're getting you use your the GoBot and my Transformers makers? right now. No, you cannot use no. the e-reader with Mario Maker. It's too bad. I know. <laughs> yeah, can whole, I see that thing again? This whole thing is too bad. Absolutely. Here. Can I see the game boy? If you want the one that makes it work, we're going to actually do a demonstration of something here very soon. Um, let's now talk about Pokemon. Because Pokemon probably had... Mm, at least the most significant use out of this. Maybe not the coolest use, because that was Super Mario Brothers. Maybe not the most use, because that was a game that we'll talk about here in a bit. But Pokemon probably had the highest average of cool stuff that you could do with this. So the, e-readers, um, the e-reader came in packed, packed in with these Machop cards, which despite own, having no idea where any of my other uh, e-reader cards were, I did happen to have the Machop, Machamp, and Machoke cards in my binder with all my other Pokemon cards. Weird, but I had them. So, this is what we're gonna do. Johnny, you're gonna hand me that that Game Boy Advance SP with this e-reader attachment in it. I'm gonna turn it on. Actually, I'm gonna turn it back off so everybody can hear the sweet sounds of the GBA SP.
2: Best startup sound ever? Uh, That's a good good startup sound.
0: Um, So you can see it was made by Creatures Inc. and HAL Laboratory, the the e-reader itself. Uh, You get into the e-reader, and this nice woman kind of runs you through the whole thing. So she says scan card. And now I will attempt to scan these Pokemon cards. If you look at these Pokemon cards, they have two strips on them. One on the long side, and one on the short side. If you scan... Hang on, I'm gonna show you. If you scan the short side... Read error. Fuck me. Try this again.
1: I don't know why this thing Uh,
2: fails. When Bill Gates was trying to show off Windows 98.
1: Oh
0: god! And it blue screen. All right, hang on, I'll get there. We're gonna we're gonna cut to like. I just did this last night. Doesn't work this way, right? No, it doesn't work that way. Ah, oh, this stupid woman. There we go. Yeah, magic touch. Um, so, if you swipe in the bottom side, the, the short side, you'll get to see there's Pokedex information. So you can read about Machop here, have a little image of him, see that he's a fighting type. Uh, it trains by lifting rocks in up in the mountains. It can even pick up a graveler with ease. Whoa. Oh, thanks, Machop. That's really cool. Um, so then if you try to scan cards, if you scan the long side with this Pokemon evolution line here. So it looks like you want to do it real slowly. Cool. First try now. So then it'll start showing you, okay, you scanned in one. There are two more things that you need to scan. And she's yelling at me that I need to do this. So then I have Machoke. Oh, sorry, I need to hit the A button so I scan. Okay. He's a pro. Oh, yeah, I've got the magic touch now. All right, got it. So now that I've put in all three of these cards,
3: scanning of that code complete. Start application.
0: Thank you. Um, now I can start this application, which is a mini game called Machop at Work. Johnny, why don't you go play that? It's all right. uh, basically it's a real easy mini game. You are running around a 2D level. Did you already lose? It was in wow. mid, it was in mid play. wow. Wow, you passed the wrong person. So you can you can move Machop left and right, and then there are boulders that fly. It's in like a uh, tiger
1: handheld
0: game. Uh, I mean, it looks nicer than that, but yes, basically, it's it's not much more than a Game and Watch game, in that you're just trying to punch or uppercut. I think A and B do mm-hmm. different types of punches. Um, and you're just trying to break as many rocks as you can. They throw 99 at you. How many of the, those 99 can you break? Again, it doesn't keep your score, so none of it really matters. But it's super cool that these Pokemon cards, these tournament legal uh, Pokemon trading cards, also just kind of came with a hidden mini game yeah. of them. And it wasn't just these cards. These were a sample, but these cards were for they made these cards for a long time with a lot of stuff. This is when Wizards of the Coast still uh, had the license for for uh Pokemon for cards. the Pokémon Trading Card Game. So, what happened, uh, if I can find my note here where I got my notes. Um, so this this started with the Expedition set, I think it was called, Expedition uh, Expansion. Cards? Yeah. Okay. Um, I looked at getting some packs just to see if I could. Those are expensive. Not, but any. It seems like any old um, yeah. stuff is any old Pokemon cards are expensive here in the back. Um, so that that game is loaded into that card. Uh, I think it goes. I think the cards, the Pokemon cards, actually do go away when you okay. when you turn it off. Um, so yeah, these they started with these that you had all sorts of little mini games there's like a hop one where you're playing as a pichu uh you could swipe in a pichu card and swipe in a hop-ip card and now you have to play as pichu like pulling down these Hopips that are like balloons at this point because they're just like floating up and you need to keep pulling them down to uh-huh. earth um lot, lots of little cute mini games uh, some just like animations. Some of them weren't even games. Um, and then Pokedex, again, Pokedex information for all those guys. If you swiped in the bottom strip. Now, Wizards of the Coast eventually uh, reverted the license back to the Pokemon Company. And when that happened, um I guess the Pokemon Company said we don't want to do this extra work. So for they, for, for the cards, so they stopped doing the long strips. But they still kept doing the short strips with the Pokedex information Hmm. up until the... uh, Let's see here. It was the EX Team Magma versus Team Aqua expansion. Oh, okay. That one. Yeah, so uh, everybody's favorite, really. Um, But that wasn't the extent of the e-reader's Pokemon features. So Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire also had compatibility in the form of Pokemon Battle E cards. And these cards... Uh, would let you battle exclusive trainers in Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire or give you special berries for use in the game. These also just came in, like, extra packs. Uh, Some of these trainers would be really hard. They actually had different color tiers from, like, bronze to gold to show you, like, okay, these guys have, like, level 100s across the board. They're going to be really tough.
2: That's so... That's wild. Interesting. It's Mm -hmm. weird.
0: It's so weird and cool. And it's... it's it's like analog DLC. Mm-hmm.
1: That's bizarre. It's exactly
0: what it. it is, and it's crazy. Um,
1: How much was this thing? I don't remember. Do I bet it
0: remember. was like forty bucks. It, mm, I feel like it was more than that, but I'm I'm not 100 percent sure. It was I if I had to guess, it was probably sixty. Probably sixty for everything. If if, if it's all bundled together, yeah, yeah it's, it's like a much. regular Game Boy Advance game was like thirty five. I could see this being around fifty or sixty bucks. For for all this stuff, um, so so those cards were kind of cool. They could get you some extra items, let you battle some extra trainers, but there was one card for the Pokemon. Review has been approved. What are, what what are I'm we trying doing? to get? The, doing by? I thought we were <laughs> professional. I'm trying to
1: get the here. cost pulled up here on. I'm it, trying right?
0: to deep dive on you, and you're just. Why do you look at GBA YouTube eReader bullshit. original MSRP? Yeah, God, man, Jesus. Um, so there was one card that stood above all the other cards, and that was the Eon ticket. The Eon ticket the was that. The Eon ticket was a ticket, uh, an actual in-game ticket that uh, was for the SS title, and that ship would then take you to a place called the Southern Island, I believe, and that Southern Island held one of the legendary dragons. So in in Ruby and Sapphire, it was Latios and Latias, Mm -hmm. and depending on your version, you could only get one that was roaming around your world. The Eon ticket, if you scanned that in through your your, uh, e-reader and some other hoops, and I'll get to those in in just a second here, it would allow you to catch the other one in your game. So you don't have to trade your friend who's already had to go through the game to be able to get to that point. So it's kind of cool. The problem was, In true Pokemon, everybody needs to have so much extra garbage fashion, because the e-reader already took up your GBA slot, you needed to then plug a Game Boy Advance link cable into the back of your e-reader, which also had its own link cable, that's why it had the link cable thing in the front, Right. Mm -hmm. attach that to a different Game Boy Advance that had the copy of your Ruby or Sapphire in it, and that's how you got a ticket. So, you need two GBAs, God. which not a ton of people had, um, or you need to go with a friend. The nice thing not is. A lot of people had. <laughs> yeah, not a lot, lot of had had friends this? back then. Not a lot of friends. Yeah. Uh, the nice thing though, you didn't have to just do this again with your friend, because then uh, Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire had a feature called record mixing, and you could kind of just gift somebody a ticket if you already had an Eon ticket yourself. So, huh. you only have to go through this record. Did you get ones? once? I did not. Uh, these came in promotional items. It was a lot of like uh, Toys R Us stuff. There is one issue of Nintendo Power that had an Eon ticket uh, packaged with it. Um, I ended up just having copies of both games, <laughs> which lets you get both of those legendary dragons. Wasn't, wasn't really hard. Not hard. No, not huh. hard at all. <laughs> Now, there was even a patch for Ruby and Sapphire that used an e-reader card. This is the, the patch I was telling you guys about before. Uh, so, Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire shipped with a bug where a particular year, and I don't remember which year it was, and uh, I couldn't find it when I looked online, no new berries would grow on trees. Like, when you planted your berries, they just wouldn't grow for a full year. It was a real...
3: Oh,
2: I
1: remember this.
2: was a real problem for some people. The
1: berries wouldn't grow? Didn't,
2: yeah. didn't they put out a patch version of the cart eventually? They did. There were
0: multiple ways of of doing this. Emerald didn't have this problem. Um, other, other Mail versions. your
2: cartridge into Nintendo and they will fix it for you.
0: Maybe, honestly. like I think you probably could have gone to Toys R Us and gotten some of these things done too. Or, if you wanted to do it the cool way, they shipped uh, a card. It was an e-reader card and you could... Again, you have to go in the same Eon Ticket kind of contraption that you can scan that card, and it fixed the bug. Weird. Super
1: cool. Uh, They literally patched a bug with this.
0: Yep, patched a a bug. Fixed the issue. It's a very versatile accessory, Bobby. So Pokemon probably had the most functionality, um, but Animal Crossing, and this gets us back to our main topic or why we were talking about this in the first place. uh, Animal Crossing probably had the most convoluted stuff and I'm talking more convoluted than hooking up uh, two GBAs together with, a, with, with an e-reader. Is that it. possible? It is possible. So uh, there were a lot of different types of animal crossing cards. There were villager cards that when you would scan them um, the card the character on that card would send you a letter and that letter usually had an item attached to it. Uh, there were design cards that when you swiped them at the Able Sisters tailor, uh, they would give you those designs. So there was like a Jumpman one. There was like a Super Mario Sunshine Shine design that you could get. Uh, lots of lots of stuff you could get through those, through those patterns. There were Town tune cards that would update your town's tune, which is something that they've taken out of most animal crossings at this point but i i, I can't i don't remember them being in new leaf or wild world sounds know. like a soundtrack uh no there'd be like a there it would be right next to the post office in the original animal crossing it would be this board that you could go up to and there would be music notation on it and you could change the music notation to whatever you wanted and that would be your town's yeah. tune so by scanning this in it would just automatically update your town's tune mm. like that Weird. It's kind of cool. cool. Um, and then there were also minigame cards that you could use to unlock minigames. Um, there were ones that had... This, this is good. going to be convoluted. Uh, there were NES cards oh, <laughs> that would unlock NES games in Animal Crossing, okay. All right. but not on your e-reader. Okay, that was my question. Yes. What these were single the cards hell. that just had like the unlock code for them. So these for these were... Crossing. In Animal Crossing already. Yes. But you need it. You didn't even need the cards. They just... You could find these NES games in Animal Crossing to begin with.
2: Would you just, like, dig them up or something?
0: Uh, I can't remember how you got them. I know Nook like, sold them very, very Oh, rarely. yeah, Tom Nook. Oh, yeah. Always raking that in. Uh, there were ways to get other ones. There were some special ones that I'll get into that you could only get with the e-reader stuff. But some of them just had NES cards. or These cards that you could swipe into your e-reader. And then get those NES games
1: I found the price yeah go for it so uh, IGN this is an article from August 27th 2003 okay it says that for an MSRP of 79.99 okay. or cheaper at oh, yeah. some locations where GBA systems run 69.99 gamers will be able to walk away with both a glacier or indigo classic GBA system as well as an e-reader with Donkey Kong Jr. in a sample pack of five cards.
0: Wait, that sounds like a package. Yeah. yeah, that's what it was. I bought... No, no, no. no. I, that was a bundle with a GBA. Yeah. Okay, I bought an e-reader by itself.
1: I don't see a price okay, for it by itself. Okay, well then itself. you're
0: useless. <laughs> Thanks you for recommend. wasting our time. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, how much are GBAs? I don't remember. <laughs> they were more expensive at one point. <laughs> um, 80 Thousand dollars. Yeah, I think that's pretty close.
1: <clears throat> You're wrong.
0: So here's the here's the kind of cool and dumb thing. I think when the Animal Crossing stuff. Was oh, we're just out, now getting to the N- cool yeah, and dumb yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nintendo realized that uh, people weren't really using the e-reader all that much, so a lot of these cards just had passwords on them, so you could just input the passwords into Animal Crossing directly. Where's, so no, where's the fun in that? Exactly. Dude. Or like the town tune. I need the just robot like lady this. to yell at me and say that I did it wrong. <laughs> yes. Or it would just have like the town tune, the actual notation was just on the card, and you could just plug it in if you wanted to. It's fine. Okay.
2: So that was going another one of my questions yeah. is after so much time, like these become less and less available. So really, you can probably go online now if you really wanted to play the original Animal Crossing and find all those codes.
0: Yeah, oh yeah, okay, yeah. Oh, I'm I'm absolutely yeah. sure people have put on the code. So I was like,
2: thinking some of these things. You know, it's really cool, but it's also kind of sad.
0: Cause right. If you, because some of those cards inevitably probably got no destroyed, more of that ever exist. Like, yeah. It destroyed exists or anymore, and But yeah, people. I'm sure everybody scanned all that shit. Yeah. That um, you can find find those things. Um. So, if you weren't using the passwords, how do you get? Information from your GBA and your e-reader. I imagine it
1: involves a number of cables.
0: Not a number of cables, just one. And I happen to have it right here.
1: Wait, what was the question? If you didn't have what now?
0: How would you connect Bob, this? This is a GBA yeah. SP with a yeah. with an e-reader on it. Yeah. I have a GameCube. I don't actually have a GameCube. I would have brought one. It's mm-hmm. a bit big. Uh, it's not that big. I mean, it has, has, a, a, handle it has a cool there. handle on it. It's, so, it's a portable, portable system. It's a very portable system. Uh, I just didn't bring it with me. Okay. Um, let's say I have, a, I have a GameCube in my other hand. Okay. Tell me how I get the information off of this GBASP to this GameCube.
1: You're going to have to use a cable that goes...
0: Yeah, no, that's no shit. We just talked about a <laughs> cable. And now I will show you said cable... Which was the aptly named GameCube Game Boy Advance Link Cable. <laughs> Thanks. I, am, I remember these cables. Great job, Nintendo. This They're is a six-foot cable. Crack yeah.
2: marketing team coming up with another easy-to-remember name.
0: It's basically just a Link Cable, but it's got a GameCube controller uh, yep. port on the other side. So you just plug it into your e-reader. And uh, then you plug this side into your GameCube. Look at how easy, how easy could it be? Is that a braided cable, Chase? It's not a braided cable. Okay, there. it's, it's, it's purple though. It is purple, purple and gray. Um, you can also just, you don't need to use the e-reader part, um, because there were some games, and I'll get into it, that would just use the, uh, the cable itself to connect to the Game Boy and the Game, and the GameCube. We'll talk about those. Bobby will get to have Bobby fun, looks upset. Bobby will get to have fun, because we're going to talk about Zelda here in a bit. Um... But yeah, so if you connected all of this garbage <laughs> if you connected your e-reader to your Game Boy Advance and then connected your GameCube Game Boy Advance link cable to your e-reader, which was already plugged into your Game Boy Advance, and then you plugged these three things into your GameCube now and then you swiped a bunch of bullshit cards <laughs> you could get extra content in... Animal Crossing. You know, That's basically it.
1: <laughs> there's people uh-huh. that were paid yeah. a lot of money mm-hmm. to come up with that workaround there.
2: Yeah, Workaround? Yeah. It's not a workaround if it's the only way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: there, there were some other things. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about those. But when it comes to actually getting that Animal Crossing information, those cards... I think that was really the only use for it. The only one that I can remember. Uh, maybe there was something like with Pokemon Coliseum and XD mm-hmm. Gale of Darkness or whatever the hell it's called. Uh, that had some card stuff too. I'm not sure.
2: That's a game I always wanted to play.
0: Gale of Darkness? Yeah. I hear people say it was okay. Like you could get some rare Pokemon that you couldn't get in the games at the time. There's, I just
2: remember seeing the commercials for it. And yeah, thinking it looks cool. like
0: Shadow Pokemon. You can just play Pokemon Go now and catch yeah. the Rocket Pokemon that are Shadow Pokemon. I'm, I'm good and purify them. It's real great.
1: Forgive them of their sins, as I like to say.
0: Absolve them. Like, Absolve. Like them. I'm a priest.
1: Yeah. Yep. So I'm mm-hmm. a Poke Priest. Poke Priest.
0: So let's talk. Uh, let's let's shift away from the e-reader now and just talk about this GameCube Game Boy Advance Link cable. Oh God, because it's it's actually relatively prolific. More so than the Nintendo yeah. 64...
1: This was... Uh, transfer... Back. What? There was there was a Zelda game. Four Swords. Four Swords.
0: And... Four Swords Adventure. Final
2: Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. Yeah,
0: we'll talk about all these. Like, Let's just talk about them right now. So, the GameCube Game Boy Advance Link Cable came out in the States a little earlier than the e-reader. It was February 12, 2002. Uh, it had support for nearly 60 games, and since this article... That, I'm, that I wrote here and this diatribe that I'm on has already gone long in the tooth we're only going to focus on a few of these 60 and unfortunately guys I looked there's no Super Robot Wars game that had any sort of support it. Damn. I know, I'm heartbroken well why would it, it was already
1: perfect it didn't need anything else
0: <sighs> you're, you're right, you're right when I'm right, I'm right I don't think they actually made Super Robot Wars games for the, the GameCube, they would probably make them on Playstation at that point, that makes more sense they made them on the GBA though They did make them on the GBA. The Jubilees. You're right about that. Super Robot Tyson. Good stuff. The original generation. So in addition to being sold separately, like I bought mine, the GameCube Game Boy Advance link cable, which is a terrible name that I guess I will continue to say, would also come bundled with The Legend of Zelda Four Swords Adventure. Four Swords was a mini game, like a side game that came with the Legend of Zelda linked to the Past GBA game. Right. But then I guess that was successful enough that Nintendo decided to make a uh, four-player co-op-focused Zelda game. You could play single-player if you wanted to, but uh, Four Swords Adventures was made for the GameCube specifically to play like this. Hmm. Now, you only got one bundled, but you needed four yep. <laughs> and four Game Boy Advances if you wanted to actually play this the true way it was meant to be played. I don't know about any of you guys. I didn't have four friends with Game Boy Advances and GameCube oh, and so. and copies of all this garbage. You <laughs>
1: still don't.
0: It's, it's true. It's just you two. It's only two of <laughs> us in this room.
1: Yeah. It's only two. <laughs> and now a lot's changed.
0: <laughs> um, now, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of dark. Uh, so up to four players could connect their own GBAs with a with a link cable and control their link on the TV using their Game Boy Advance as a controller. Interestingly, like, if you went into a cave or, like, went off screen, there would still be the main screen where everybody was on, but then your link would now go on to your Game Boy Advance controller thing.
2: Yeah, and, and it, there's something kind of cool about this.
0: Something very cool about that. Something so cool they might have made a whole system around it later called the Wii U.
2: Yep. <laughs> and it went on to sell... One hundred million copies. Just
0: about as many copies as the Game Boy Advance Link Cable, or the Game Boy, the GameCube Game Boy Advance Link Cable. Did
1: the cable come in Spice Orange? It did not. It
0: Only came in purple. Idiots. I know. Idiots. I know With the Spice. I definitely would have bought a second one if I could have gotten in Spice. You know. Uh, so speaking of games that required four link cables and four GBAs, there was also, as Johnny mentioned, Final Fantasy. Crystal Chronicles. This was a big deal. This was the first home console Final Fantasy game that would come to a Nintendo platform since Final Fantasy three, yeah. which was Final Fantasy Six here. It's mm-hmm. the whole Fantasy yeah. since thing. the drama with
2: the, the Nintendo Playstation. Thing. Yeah,
0: yeah. Final Fantasy seven was on the Playstation. Yeah,
2: we, yeah, we it was, it was gonna game. be an N sixty four game. Yeah.
0: yeah. And so it, until you it wasn't. You could play what I consider to be a pretty boring uh Final Fantasy game, in in Crystal Chronicles, you have this, they call it a bucket. (laughs) There's no other word for it. You carry this bucket that kind of shields you from the miasma that's around you, and then everyone fights in this circle. And so you move this circle from place to place, but that means one person is always on quote unquote bucket duty mm. as the other three are actually doing all the fighting. Is
1: that your role on this show?
0: Yes. Johnny is the bucket duty of the casual. <laughs> is that hour.
2: the bucket that you guys <laughs> Never mind. Yeah,
3: stop <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, I wish this show didn't already have a title because of the deep dive thing, because it would definitely be bucket Johnny is bucket duty. <laughs>
1: Resident on next week.
0: Yes. Well Am we'll, I the
2: Charlie Kelly of this I'm, podcast? Yeah.
0: Yes. Uh, Charlie work. I don't oh, think you're that such a good episode. <laughs> God. <laughs> we're uh, we're ruthless today. Bobby's the Frank. Absolutely. He's like a very tall Frank. Yeah.
1: So anyway, I started blasting.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I know you would. Um, so if you do want to play this game, but don't want to, If you do want to play this not amazing game, but you don't want to buy four GBAs, four link cables, a GameCube, and buy three friends to play with you, because <laughs> none of your real friends will want to play this game with you, uh, you could, instead, just buy the Switch version that is coming out later this year. I have no idea how that's going to work. I guess you could just put your Switches together. But, like, this this had stuff on the Game Boy Advance controller. See,
2: they're going to sell something for you to connect your 3DS because oh, it's still a very smart. important part of the Nintendo yeah. film, one of their three yeah, platforms.
0: Great. Or they can just, like, your Wii U uh, gamepad. Mm-hmm. Actually, now connects like your switch is connected. They're going to sell the Wii
2: U Switch Link cable. Yeah,
0: it's also coming to PS4 and mobile phones. Mobile phones is also very interesting. How Crystal Chronicles will work there, but don't don't go back and buy all that garbage. Just just if you do want to play this game, play it in these ways that are coming out later this year. Metroid Prime could also connect to using this method. It could connect to Metroid Fusion to unlock additional content. Pairing up the games would open up the ability to play the original Metroid on your TV. Uh, another way, another way that you could play mm-hmm. Metroid, or you could again buy Animal Crossing, uh, but you could play Metroid on your TV. And a completed save of Metroid Fusion would unlock the blue fusion suit for Samus in Metroid Prime. It's pretty what? cool. Uh, it, the Metroid Prime trilogy that would come out later for the Wii, and then did they make that again for the Wii U? They did. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I, it was on a, it was a virtual console
1: thing. It, it wasn't one of those things where uh, if you had the prior copy, they gave you like a discount like to get that. I could thought be. Uh, I thought sure. I'm pretty sure that you could get the doesn't entire... sound
0: like a very Nintendo thing to do.
1: They had I I got the when I had a Wii U. Because I never had a Wii, yeah. I had a Wii U, and I remember that that trilogy came for ten dollars.
0: I bought it and never played it.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> huh. So the Metroid Prime trilogy actually had the variant suit, the, the, the not the various suit, the fusion suit variant. Right. Right. Um, it had that unlocked in the game, just stock. But, curiously, it removed the ability to play the original Metroid. Almost like they had some kind of virtual console where you could buy Metroid again.
2: They wouldn't do something
0: like that. Nintendo? Certainly not.
1: No.
2: That doesn't sound like They just
0: love consumers so much that they just want to give their games away for free all the time. No, they
1: did... I'm not crazy, right? You're not crazy.
0: I I just told you.
1: They charged more... Like, if you had the game that you had purchased for your Wii... To get that same game again on Wii U, they did. There was like a charge. To I get don't
0: remember. I don't remember there being like an upscale thing like oh man, that. I you you were... could be right. I just don't remember. I. It sounds like them. No, it doesn't. They would make you pre-buy that game for full price.
2: <laughs> Are, you mean like your virtual console games? They sold them at a discounted rate.
0: Oh okay. Yeah, I'm remembering yeah. that. But they for Metroid Prime Trilogy.
1: You got it for ten dollars. Huh.
0: I don't remember them selling GameCube games on the virtual console like that. I guess they did. I just never did. I don't know if it was a special or not, but I remember right. it was 10 bucks for that. That showed you. Cool. Never touched it. Well, let's talk about another fantastic game. We're actually technically a pair of games. Sonic Adventure 2 Battle.
2: Oh, shit. We and and really Sonic really Adventure did. DX.
0: Um, these games would let you transfer your Chao, who here played with Chao. Who here knows what a chow is? Is it a type of shrew? Why are these people looking at me like this? No, uh, a chow is a bowl. It's. I mean, it's, you're not far off. It's like a little. It's a little buddy. It's a little. It's a little dude. It's spelled. It's spelled like chaos, but they're chows. 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 All right, uh, I gotta go, guys. Yeah. So <laughs> chows were just like these little. Pet things that you could get that you could then feed them. It was it was kind of like a kind of like a fantasy star kind of thing where you just okay. find stuff in the levels and then bring those back to your Chow Park and then feed it to them and could they'd you, get stronger.
1: Well, they were on the Dreamcast, right?
0: Yeah, they were on the Dreamcast, but then they came to GameCube.
1: And there was the VMU that you could take them with you like a Tamagotchi. Correct? Yeah,
0: very good, Bobby. Yeah, I this, did. Ha- I did have that. This is how this works. This is basically a, a slightly nicer VMU. That wasn't huh. just that LED, uh, LED uh, Tamagotchi-like thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This actually had, like, a color park that you huh. can bring your chow and to. I, and you could, like, breed them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah you could breed your chow. They're kind of like that. chocobos in a way. Yeah. You could race them like yeah. chocobos whoa, whoa, in Sonic Adventure 2 Battle.
2: Did they get you nine to the round?
0: They did not get you. Okay. Round. Then, yeah. But you could... you no, could <laughs> um, no If you fed them the right stuff, they would, like morph a little bit and like you get them to morph you get them to go dark uh you could get them to go oh shadow gray. yeah uh no because there was also a way to make them look like shadow um uh, but no there was like an evil one yeah. that sonic got is, like black and bad then there was like an angel one that got like blue and white yeah. you know and then there were also ones where you could just make them look like tails or make them look like Sonic I gotta uh, look
1: this up again yeah, yeah. Chow's, having some sonic
0: should have ended decades ago i played no sonic mania is great hey
2: if we had to wade through like andy dufresne and a I, football yard of shit to get to the light at the end of the tunnel you
0: know bobby i hear a lot of complaining but uh raise your hand if you've seen the sonic the hedgehog movie i have huh weird the person bitching about how sonic should die is the only one in this room it was yeah that.
2: i'm also the one with a seven-year-old son who has to go see it uh, that sounds so. like a personal problem
0: Yep, those those are chows that that Bobby has on his phone. I'm, I'm sorry,
2: I just continue
1: to be
0: back why.
1: There's ones you're talking about.
2: Evil. Yeah, there's
0: evil chows, oh, okay, all Andrew right. Chows. those look pretty cute. Yeah, I mean they're fine. Uh, so you could you could hook up your Game Boy Advance using the cable to your GameCube and then transfer those chows and then like play with them in like a little tiny they 2D pixel have like a park thing. Chalkuba faced. Oh god, oh, that's really bad. Uh, and then I think there was actually even extra functionality if you had copies of Sonic Advance or Sonic Advance 2 or something like that. You could do like more things with them, or there was like a dedicated chow park. And you said Sonic you, really you fed them? Himself yeah. Out was them. That,
2: did that happen in the chow hall?
0: No. Good try. <laughs> the
1: early 2000s, Sonic really got around. Oh, totally. The yeah. Sonic went places yeah. in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, it was it Sonic 2006 where he made out with a human woman?
0: Yes, great. You're right about that. Thank you. That That's um, <laughs> making things even more complicated. If you had a copy of Fantasy Star Online for your GameCube, you could connect your GBA to uh, through the link cable to your GameCube and unlock a special Tails-themed chow that would then live on your GBA. Then you would quit out of of Fantasy Star, take the disc out, put your copy of Sonic Adventure or Sonic Adventure Two battle in, start your GameCube up again. You've had your GBA on the whole time. Now you reconnect it, and now you can bring that chow back into your Sonic Adventure Two game. Oh boy! So easy. God. So easy. Intuitive. Who needs wireless communication? Uh, isn't you, lo- that, isn't you that loved fun? it though. Oh, I loved. I didn't. I didn't have a copy of Fantasy Star, so I've never played Fantasy Star online. So I, I didn't enjoy that part of it. But yes, I enjoyed all of this convoluted bullshit. That's why I still own all this convoluted bullshit. That's why I'm talking about it. Uh, finally, let's wrap this back around to Animal Crossing. So Animal Crossing had a couple of specific features that didn't include, or that could include the e reader, but didn't need the e reader. Optional here, just using the GameCube to Game Boy Advance link cable. As mentioned earlier, you could use it in conjunction with that e-reader, get designs, town tunes, villager letters, all that stuff. But even with just the link cable, you had more stuff that you could do with it. You could, uh, that dock that would always be at the south end on the beach of your Animal Crossing towns, that would usually just be empty. It would be like a nice place to fish off of if you wanted to. If you wanted to get like those deep sea fish. I wouldn't know. But if you had your GBA connected through that cable, you'd meet Cap'n, who was that Turtle-like creature who was a, a captain. He was a it's a Japanese folklore thing. is a is a kappa and kappa mm-hmm. kappa captain yep. gives you cap capin. You guys catching on? I'm picking right. Do so, I need yeah. to redo the lesson here? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I hopefully. think I got it. Uh, so capin would take your character to an island in in the GameCube version, and it would be on the GameCube. So now you'd be going around like a little island. Kind of like you can just do in Wild World now, or uh, Wild World, but also New Leaf. I know you can do it in New Leaf. It probably is in Wild World. Um, captain will just take you down there, no problem. Uh, in this, you actually had to have this thing connected to be able to go there. And it had coconuts and some exclusive fruits and things that you could get there. There were also two exclusive NES games that you could only get by being able to access this island. So even though you didn't need the e-reader for it or those cards having that link cable and the GBA were the only ways of getting these games for the Animal Crossing versions of them. I know. Ooh. Yeah. And Jesus. that was Baseball and Wario's Woods. You know, two extremely classic games that you just had Yeah, essential. Add, add
2: for any, any, any avid sense. collector.
0: Um, so, you could also get some exclusive items there, too. You get a ukulele or you could get um like some, some, no, ukulele hadn't come out yet. <laughs> nice, good. It's very, very, very good. Uh, a diver Dan statue. Have you ever seen Diver Dan in Animal Crossing? Is it like, no, I'm looking him up. Cool. He's like a big. He's just. It's like a full scuba guy. Like here. a big daddy. And is he related? No, to scuba no. Steve? Like a, I think it's. I think it's like a snorkel. Diver Dan. Snorkel flippers guy. Yeah, Diver Dan. Cool, cool dude. Diver Dan's. Diver Dan's okay in my book. He's just a statue. That Is you put in. No, that's that's a different thing. That's a that's a very different thing. Um, but yeah, it's it's nice that Animal Crossing, further Animal Crossing games, just kind of cut out that middleman part and said you can just go to the island now. But you could also leave. You could also go to the island on your. <sighs> I'm not seeing. Yeah, that's diver yeah. You got him. Um, You could also transfer transfer your island to your GBA and have like a little 2D pixel-based version of your island that your villager wouldn't be able to go on. But there was always a villager, like an NPC villager who lived on the island. And you could give them little commands to Hmm. chop trees or to go fishing or do some other stuff. So you
2: have this villager trapped on a deserted island. They chose to
0: live there. You didn't bring.
2: Them you're back. you're forcing them into slave labor basically.
0: You are forcing them. And then the
2: fruits of their labor you're then yes. taking back. You're leaving them on the island.
0: All right. Well, again, it's not leaving. It's more you're you're, ta- you're talking about like a like a slave trade thing, and this is more like coming to the New World and enslaving the indigenous people. They want to live there. They already live there. We're not taking them from their homes. We're just just taking all their resources. Exactly. We're enslaving them in their homes. It's totally different (laughs) and much better. It's not better. Um, So you could play you could play this version on the go. Like, isn't it cool that you have this?
1: And does it carry back over?
0: It would carry back over if you connected it back. Just don't turn off your GBA. OG switch.
1: OG switch. Yeah.
0: And because the GBA had no way of um, of like it wasn't like a DS where you could close it and it goes into like a sleep mode sure it was done so it was like you better hope that those double A's would last you as long as you needed to, to get back and play with that Animal Crossing stuff uh, which you no, know, I did I did I did that and I did these things because I was a dumb kid um so we talked about Dumbled- how long did you spend doing that me I mean I don't know I played a lot of Animal Crossing I had a lot of fun with that GameCube version you know, doing the time manipulation stuff so you could get to holidays on the days that they weren't there and then have to deal with all but the But back needs. then, this probably didn't seem
1: like a big deal. How what
2: often did Mr. Rossetti yell at you?
0: Uh, a decent amount. Yeah. Okay. He didn't
2: like
1: me. Who's Mr. Rossetti?
0: What? God damn it, Bobby. His what? name is Mr. Rossetti. What do you think he does?
1: Resets? No. He yells at you if you
0: reset. He yells at you if you reset. <laughs> oh. He's a mole. Uh, duh Sorry <laughs> That clears uh, it up Guys, yes, we're good in, in some Animal Crossing games And they've uh, I think recently They've stopped Was it with New Leaf? I think he Kind of got reassigned A little yep. bit And in New Horizons They said he just Lost his job entirely oh God. Um, And got a new job He got a new job he, he, found, he found work I'm sure Tom Nook Found something for him to do Yeah So rack it uh, but yeah, if you if you reset your game and didn't save beforehand, the next time you loaded it up, he would pop up outside of your house and just yell at you for an inordinate amount of time. Like his he would have so much text that would just talk to you about the virtues of saving and why you're making his job oh worse. My and God. He would shame <laughs> you into saving your game. But he was so funny that you also just reset all the time, just so you could see what else he had to say. It's good. It's very good. Like sometimes. He came up and he's like, Yeah, I'm not even mad. I'm just disappointed. Like I, we've, been, <laughs> we've been over this a number of times. Uh, and he's, he's just very calm. And he's like, I don't know what I need to say anymore. And then the next time he would just come out and he's like, Conn,
2: it. what the hell you <laughs> like, why are you doing? Why are you not saying blah, blah, blah?
0: So good. Animal Crossing is the best. God, I can't wait for Animal Crossing. Um, anyway, so th- those are cool things. Those are cool things that you can all do. Uh, you can also. Uh, <laughs> More convoluted stuff. We've talked about NES games. So many ways to play NES games at this point. You can play NES games in Animal Crossing, just straight up. You can play NES games by connecting your e-reader and swiping cards. You can play NES games by uh, getting the NES, the, the classic NES series of games and just putting it in your Game Boy Advance. Uh, you can play NES games by using that same classic NES cartridge and putting it into your Game Boy Advance advanced player on your GameCube if you want to play on your TV. You could buy a copy of uh, Metroid Prime and a copy of Metroid Fusion and then be able to play it on that, through, through that. Or, also back to Animal Crossing, you could take your NES games that were already in your house and instead of playing them on your TV, there would be another option that would say advanced play, which meant that if you had your GBA connected by the GameCube and Game Boy Advance link cable to your GameCube it would then download that data no card swiping necessary no cartridges necessary God. it would download that data to your GBA and like the the little village the little island that mm-hmm. you can play with the villager you could play that NES game on your GBA and then take it with you and as long as you have your GBA on, you could keep playing that one NES game. <sighs> so that was another thing That's you could do. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of ways to play Clue Clue Land, which I don't God. think is a game you need to keep playing.
1: This is too much. Yeah,
0: and also the US never even got Super Mario Brothers in that. That's that was a, that was a Japan exclusive. Inexcusable. The Japan version of Animal Crossing let you play Super Mario Brothers. The worst. Come on. The worst. On. This is the worst. Guys, I think that's pretty much it. So, like, they're certainly not essentials. You didn't need any of these things. Uh, like, those, they were interesting innovations, though, and I think they maintained that whimsical nature that you get from Nintendo and that still kind of exists today. And you can even see the DNA that has permeated different Nintendo systems. We talked about some of them here. Like you, Like Bobby, you mentioned Amiibos, that these e-reader cards, right. very much like Amiibos... To the point that they have Animal Crossing amiibo cards that are very much the same exact thing as the e-reader cards that that were made for the original Animal Crossing. It's kind of nuts. We talked about second screen experiences like um, Crystal Chronicles or Four Mm -hmm. Swords Adventures and we had the Wii U that did very much that same thing. We've got Switches that do a lot of these things these same kind of things too. It's interesting to go back to these Relatively failed Nintendo projects, right. and just see how Nintendo doesn't really give up on these ideas. Like even even like a super failure like the the uh, Virtual Boy, was you can something connect this that... to it. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, but even that was like something that eventually probably informed the way they talked or designed the 3D part of the 3DS. Man. Embrace that somewhat. And, yeah, yeah, virtual boy. Like, you can mansion, can... and you can get a virtual boy in Animal Crossing, and just have it in your house. I have one in my in my. Hey, yeah, if house I can do that, ready. in
1: the next one I'll have it in my house. Sh- I
0: bet I bet you'll be able to do that. Anyway, I think it's really interesting. I love this kind of shit. This um, is really cool, Chase. I'm trying to th- figure out what my next thing would be, and I like keeping these a surprise from you guys, so I won't tell you. But I've got a couple of ideas. Of what else? Because hey, Nintendo and lots of other places have made some really weird, obscure, and now obsolete devices that I just find fascinating.
1: Hey, if you have an idea, slide it into Chase's DMs.
0: Or don't. We're done. One of those two things. Anyway, guys, I think that's done. Chase's is a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. I'm I'm glad you guys put up with uh, this bullshit, but I'm glad I can also Excavate some of these it's a some of these specimens for you, and, and you guys can see. I like specimen. These artifacts of video games past. Bobby, you do it better than anyone, so why don't you tell us more about how people can get in touch with the Casual Hour? Sure. Uh,
1: so we have a few ways of doing this. Easiest way, at gmail.com. Shoot us an email. Uh, we're also on all social networking, for the most part, at the Casual Hour. Uh, this particular show is hosted by anchor.fm and if you want to talk to us on there we'll include your audio in the show uh, in the form of a voicemail and we'll yep. respond to it that way um, but you can also just find one of us on the street and say hello too um, don't touch us don't touch yeah, us not,
0: we've had some cases in St. Louis yeah don't touch yeah, us It's not great around uh,
1: but no uh, if you have any thoughts or questions or experiences with this e-reader drop us a line let chase know uh we will do our best to circle back and explain why or why not we were right or wrong i
0: didn't even mention the fire emblem functionality that came with the game boy advanced GameCube and cable
1: but hey there's always another part two of this
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah sure we'll go over the other 54 games that i didn't mention (laughs)
1: um so with that being said chase i know that you put out a tweet today for gamers on the go oh
3: yeah that was today
1: why don't you tell us what's going on there?
0: Yeah. Uh, Johnny uh, let the cat out of the bag that we were doing an episode on Pokemon Black and White 2. Um, so now we've done that episode, recorded it, edited it, and it is now up for people to listen to. Uh, we, man, we just love that game so much. We did. We yeah. had such a great time talking about all the all amazing memories. Favorite
2: Pokemon. Oh,
0: uh, so good. No, we hate that game, uh, which is weird because it's a Pokemon game. So listen to that because it is odd. It's odd yeah. how much we don't like that game. Uh, but it was fun to record. It was fun to, to dunk on a bad Pokemon game. Um, also, if you want to uh, find this... If you want to find more information about what I just talked about for probably two hours at this point. I don't get to see my numbers and it's scary. you doing good. Oh, I yeah? am? All right. How about that? Good for me. Um, I'm going to have a written version of this, cool. of this on gamersonthego.com and you can check my math or see some sources there there are some really good youtube videos i use to to collect a lot of this information uh, as well as wikipedia and other articles that you can find that had.
1: you did damn good they're
0: they're fun to do Uh, and then further uh, it should also be coming out it's probably out by the time you hear this i have another episode of gamers on the go that i did with uh, my good friend and east coast correspondent matt jaguer uh, this last weekend, from when we're recording now, was PAX East, Oh yeah, yeah so uh, yeah. I brought him on to give us a recap. How's he doing? Him. He's doing well. Uh, you know, he only has a little bit of the coronavirus. No, he does Corona light. He does <laughs> Yes, yes. <laughs> Correct. Not Corona, corona. Extra. Yeah. Yikes. Uh, no, he's fine. Um, we did talk about how something like the coronavirus, which mm-hmm. is very prevalent right now, there are cases in Boston, how that affected the show. Sure. Got to show like GDC uh, cancel slash yeah. postpone, Depending on who you ask, um, it's super scary. That happens like just right before Pax East, so it's really interesting to get his take on like you know were people were people there, were people scared, were people wearing masks, were was right. there pure pure everywhere, and you know, of course there was.
1: We're like pure hell everywhere.
0: I'm <laughs> it is a video game convention. Um, but it was really fun to talk to him about the games that he played. He played a ton of games. And some a lot of them that I'd never heard of, some of them that Short I barely lines. heard a little of.
1: Huh? Short lines.
0: Yeah. Honestly, yeah, yeah. A little bit. A little bit. Um, but he was able to talk about some games that we were pretty excited about, like um, um Carrion, the the Metroidvania yeah. where you kinda of play as the as the monster. Yeah. That looks really cool. Um, He had another game called Star Renegades that he's like, it it plays like a JRPG that's totally up my alley, but it's like super cool pixel-based stuff. Very cool. That looks kind of like a sword and sorcery. Yeah. uh, Super other stuff. Uh, Yeah, so that that was a really fun episode to record. That'll be up later this week, or again, since this episode is coming out on a Friday, it's probably already up, so you can listen to that. You can find all this stuff at GamersOnTheGo.com, all those things that I mentioned. Uh, or follow us on Twitter at podcast.
1: Hell yes. Mm-hmm. Guys, guess what?
0: What? What?
1: I recorded and published a new Quick Look video.
0: What? Nice. Was I there?
1: You were not. Damn it. You were at work. Yeah. Uh, Scourgebringer, a game I talked about on the show. That's a good yeah. game. It's a very good game. Uh, I did a Quick Look on that. I did a run. I was basically just running as far as I could into it. About 23 minutes is what I lasted.
0: Um, I watched a different Tall Man do a Quick Look of Scourgebringer. Vinny? No. Hm. Benjamin. Benjamin. Yeah, he's tall.
1: He's very tall. Taller um, Shit. Oops.
3: He uh, I'm not bigger than you. Just taller.
0: Taller. <laughs> it's
1: um, so wow, what still... is this? Unprofessionalism. You <laughs> <laughs> uh, guys in your series just <laughs> Bye hey, where
2: where can the people find that video? Uh
1: Lumberjacksmack.com is my website. There's a link to my YouTube channel there. I unfortunately don't have like a custom URL for my YouTube channel at this point in time. Lame. Uh, well, people need to do what? they need to like and subscribe for that to happen. Mm, nice. So we're about a tenth of the way. <laughs> do, they, do they need to ding that bell? Ding, Ring the bell, like and subscribe. Like it's uh, dinner time. Come yeah. on. Uh-huh. Only just hit but it once. there's going to be more coming to that. Chase is going to... i got a list of games for Chase to play with me or Johnny. All Ooh. Super Robot Wars. All the time, baby. I mean, at least one. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I got a good setup. It's a very, very much streamlined compared to what I used to do. So I will be... I'm back in it like I, I will be putting content out weekly I don't know how much during the week but I will be putting fresh content out every week uh, for Quick only the freshest content freshest and uh, at Lumberjack's Mac on uh, most places to find that
0: cool well you know I've cool. got a big thing going on with my gamers on the go you've got a big thing with your QuickFlix going yeah. on I mean Johnny just won't shut up about the big thing that he's doing. Johnny, tell us about What's this that? like super huge thing that you've got going on. Like what you just won't stop talking about. It I can't I can't divulge more information. Really? Really? Time. Oh man. Is that why you're always gone? More. What? Is that why you're always gone?
1: Yeah. yeah
0: you're huh. on assignment because 'cause you're doing like some actual real big assignment.
1: Hello neighbors.
0: He ain't got shit. No, <laughs> I don't. But you were on my show, so that nice. was that was enough. And you've got
1: a seven year old. I do. Yeah, I, do I guess that is, like,
0: a thing. Uh, Chase, this was a lot of fun. You set a really high bar uh, for us. Gamers on the Go is older than Johnny's child, so it's like my child is actually uh-huh. mm, yeah. a little older than yours. Uh... <laughs> So, next week is going to be
1: uh, what you've been playing, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: A casual hour
0: classic, as I like to call it. Yeah, I finished uh, Star Ocean First Departure R, so I'll be able to talk a little bit more about that. We've
1: got a couple new games mm-hmm. uh, that I've been playing that I'm excited to, to talk about with y'all. Johnny, Yeah? anything? I've been playing lots of a particular game with you. Yeah. Uh, so, we will be back next Friday.
0: Destiny content.
1: There'll be some new Destiny stuff, too. Yeah. Destiny. Getting back
0: to what the casual hour is all about. Destiny. Talking about destiny.
1: It's our destiny to talk about destiny.
0: Uh, no, it's you been a lot of fun. You teach me, and I'll teach you <laughs> destiny. Um, Chase,
1: again, uh, thank yeah, you. we gotta, we got to wrap this up. This is getting off the rails. Uh, appreciate you both, and we'll be back next week.